What's up, guys? Uh, we are Gold Lounge. We're back again. We're back for the cool down. As ever, I see we've got some happy, uh, happy fellas in the room to tonight. Um, I'm, I'm obviously not one because uh, half of my squad has COVID. Um, our, our fearless leader, Claudio, um, is unfortunately not available tonight, um, but he's left us. Um, and, and I'm hoping he's, he's watching us, so we'll see if he drops any comments. Uh, we've got Wonga there. Uh, the the Ganosaurus who who hasn't seen uh, much of much of uh, the, the sunshine in a while. We got Mosa who is Mosa is flying at the moment, and I think uh, I think he would count himself as a as a title challenger. Um, and then you got Celo there scoring goals that don't really exist, but they exist somehow. I don't know VAR. What can we say? What can we say? He'll explain himself. <laughs> and we've got we've got uh, Spurs uh, the Matthew uh, Spurs uh, Matinho uh, the 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 biggest fan in South Africa who will be joining us in the next few minutes. I think he's letting builders out or something. This is the problems we have in South Africa. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> Cello, talk to me. Cello, talk to me. I know uh, Richard was very vocal, um, our resident West Ham fan, uh, that he wasn't too chuffed with. One or two, one or two decisions. He thought that uh, West Ham were on top of you in the first half. What do you think? What is your breakdown of of a very good uh, win, as you actually called another away win uh, from home? Yeah, no, I think. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those. I think um, a team that doesn't take their chances um, ends up ruining their missed chances uh, when the other team eventually gets their chances. You know, West Ham were all over us the first half. Um, they hit the post. Uh, Sebastian Heller uh, ran through and goal and then and then slipped. Um, you know, and uh, Jared Bowen was was quite lively in that first half. So yeah, West Ham could have easily scored two, three goals um, and and wrapped it up. Um, and yeah, the, the the they messed it up. Um, then in the second half, yeah, we get a we get a lucky break. Uh, with, um, with the clearance that, that, that seemed to have gone out and came back in. Uh, but I think out and came back in. There was no, but, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 but you know, if you kick a ball, it, you, can, you can curve, you can curve, right? You know? You can no, just, it's true. Yeah, so... so, 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 so I, don't, I don't blame Man United. I blame the, I blame the guys who set up the VAR. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, Man United just Man United just takes, takes advantage of of whatever the whatever the call was. Um, we you still mm. have to score. you still have to score from hundred percent benefit. And Pogba hit the ball sweetly, um, and the yeah. goalkeeper had no chance there. Um, yeah, man. I think and and I think the the the, the performance in the second half was spurred on by by Bruno Fernandes and uh, Rashford coming on. Um, some Man United fans weren't happy that they didn't start. But I think they need to remember that um, Rashford came off um, midweek with a bit of an injury um, and yes. also apparently had a niggling injury as well. So I think he didn't want to play them from the start because of that. Um, knowing how much football um, there is, you know, you play Wednesday, you play Saturday, you play Tuesday, then you play Saturday, and it's all big games. You know what I mean? There's no there's no hiding from, from these games. There's no League Cup or third round of FA Cup to hide from. Um, all these games are important. So... You know, you you you've got a match tonight against Leipzig, so I'm guessing that Rashford and uh, and Bruno will be starting. So at least they didn't have to play the whole, uh, first 45. But um, yeah, man, uh, uh, Man United again away from home. 
Um, we 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 did coming the business back again. Uh, yeah, coming back again after we're conceding, you know. Um, I think um, Solskjaer was even saying that, uh, you know, um, you know, depending on who scores the first goal determines how how you play the rest of the game. Um, so so he, he's kind of saying that he doesn't know how to galvanize his troops uh, without them conceding a goal, which is which is which which is unfortunate, you know, because we need to get some clean sheets um, to 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 take up the table. Because there'll be games where we play against uh, much tougher opposition, where it won't be as easy to break down their defense. And if we're letting um, goals in, um, then then it won't be it won't be uh, it won't be you know won't get the required win. So yeah, so so it's good against the the mid-table teams where we can you know we we've got the firepower to to overcome and outscore them. But the top six, um, you need to have a good defense, um, and it's small margins in, in those games. It's a one it's a one nil. A two-one, you know. What I mean, so you can't um, rely on on the on the second half performance. I think. I think, Celo, you spoke about it now. Also, you you touched on it. I mean, another another come from behind victory. I think I read something, some stat where I think you've acquired fifteen points. Correct me if I'm wrong, Celo, from losing positions already this season, um, if I'm not mistaken, or when okay, the last. Yeah. Sort of, it sounds uh, right. right. Yeah. And uh, I mean that—that's obviously something um, to to build on, and hopefully for your sake, you can actually turn that away form into home form. Um, but tell me something: uh, a player like Paul Pogba, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of his, and I think if he if he can if if Solskjaer can get him right, you know, he can prove to be to be that sort of difference. Yes, the goal might have not stood if the ball was actually out, but. The quality of the goal, we have to we have to speak about it. I mean, yeah. and what is quite unfortunate is these reports of his agent coming out and talking about him wanting to leave is just something you as a fan, and I think as a Premier League fan, you don't actually want to hear because yeah. we want the best players in the world in the league. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, is is there any truth in it? Um, is it him actually talking, um, talking up um, a move so he can make a payday? Uh, what 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 is the situation, man? That agent, man. You know, you know, you know his, you know his, you know his clients. You know, you, everyone knows who his clients are. Um, they are quite the most charismatic, uh, polarizing figures in football. Uh, Mario Balotelli, uh, Pogba, Ibra. Um, you know, so those are those are his clients. You know, and he's always trying to stir up something. You know what I mean? Um, you know, he was even speaking about Helland, uh, Erling Helland, and saying that. Um, um, Solskjaer shouldn't be comparing Helen to to Lukaku. Um, he should be comparing uh, Helen to to Ibra, um, and he should actually stop focusing on Helen and actually focus on Pogba and making sure that Pogba's um, the best, play, uh, getting the best out of Pogba. You know, he said that in the same interview, the same interview. So he said all of this about um, Pogba, Pogba needs to move. Um, you know, Pogba's time at Man United is over. He needs to move in the next transfer window. Um, and then obviously he touched on um, Erling Haaland, and then he, he threw shade at um, Solskjaer. I think he does. He definitely doesn't like Solskjaer. Threw shade at Solskjaer, and then he also spoke about his other clients, um, like Variety. That Variety won't leave PSG. Like the AC Milan goalkeeper Donnarumma might leave. Whatever. So he spoke about a lot of a lot of his clients, but obviously the ones where he was throwing shade um, and and causing tensions was uh, Pogba, uh, particularly. And ah uh, man, the guys, the guy, the guy's rubbish, man. So, uh, so Alex said it. Um, but to um, be fair, I think the guy has a strong point that potentially it is about time that Pogba leaves uh, Man United, given the 
amount the I, lack of data that you see from uh, I, I like don't, I, I, don't, I don't mind him I don't mind him talking about his 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 his, his client right but he should by the timing of talking about we in we in the beginning of December there's nothing much happening right now you can't leave next week you know there's no club that can sign you next week because January January is it's only a month away so at least maybe start this thing on the 31st of December and say I, I think Pogba the new a new club. Then we could say, okay, cool. The January transfer window opens on the 1st of January. Then some club can actually come in for Pogba. He's got 18 months left in his contract. Then boom, he can leave. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, so 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 I, I, I love Pogba as well, but um, you know, I can't defend his agent. And also he are you on the are you on the camp which would rather have Pogba stay at uh, Man United or on the camp that would uh, have him go because I've seen well, I've had conversations with a lot of Man United fans, and it seems like um, there's a lot of um, doubts about Pogba's abilities and his value to the Man United camp. And um, just out of interest, I don't, which, you know, I, I, don't, I don't doubt his ability, but I just don't like um, the whole, you know, focus around him. It takes a lot away from the, the good team. So imagine now we had this good victory. We were fourth um, up until a certain up until um, Leicester and, and and Southampton won their games. We were fourth on the, in the table, you know, on a good run, nine games unbeaten away from home. But then what happens now? Monday happens. Now the focus is taken away, and now we've got our biggest game of the season um, um, today, and we've got the biggest game of of our Premier League season against our rivals on Saturday. You know, what I mean, the biggest week of 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 of, of Man United season. And then he says all the stuff. So it takes away a lot of the focus. You know, the, the fans are supposed to be galvanized and, and thinking about the, the game to that, tonight and Saturday. And now we saying that, hey, man, this guy needs to leave. He needs to leave. He needs to leave. He needs to leave. And I can imagine, I don't know if obviously such news actually filters into the, into the change room. You know what I mean? Because this happened yesterday and they were flying to Germany. So this news must have filtered in somehow. Someone must have seen it. And now it's going to leave a sour taste man, because Pogba is not going to... He's never actually ever come out and said that his um, agent is rubbish or whatever, um, uh-huh. or I want to leave my agent or or, or cancel the or cancel the, the the relationship or whatever. Only person that's left him is, is in the recent years that's big is Lukaku, uh, but I've never seen Pogba come out and saying that no, um, I don't agree with what my agent said. You know what I mean? Um, you know he's never said yeah. that. so. So that that just takes too much, man. It takes too much. Yeah, I think I think Scott just said that. Cancer. I mean. It's big. Mm. It's big. You know, the the agent could come out and and actually, you know, speak up a big game, um, as as Scott actually says. But you know, is is um, is Pogba actually speaking out and sort of defending his club and his teammates? Because how do you sit in a change room with a player who has possibly said that, especially exactly. against you know RB Leipzig today? Well, you guys need to win the game, um, exactly. or you at least need to get a result to to hopefully qualify. As Scott rightly says, you know it is it is a tough game, um, a big game in the in the sort of spectrum of the season for Solskjaer and the rest of the players. Um, but I'm going to ask you, Mosa, what what are your thoughts on and 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 Celo, I know we've spoken at length of my thoughts on Harry Maguire, but in terms of Man United and their you know striking force and the way they can actually they've proven that they can score goals, they have also proven that they are susceptible at the back. You played. Um, you've played as a centre back in the professional ranks, and you've you've played at a level where you know the understanding of you know. Look at Mourinho right now; he's clean sheet after clean sheet. Um, what what needs to change there? Um, because 
if you look at the league table, Man United are not far off. They they in sixth place. They've proved that they can score goals. They've proved that they can they can come back. But in the long run of the season, are those are those leakages at the back gonna gonna affect them? Yeah, man. I remember like uh, growing up uh, in like uh, learning football and the likes, and you always have managers that would come out to say, you know, strikers will win you games, and defenders will win you seasons. And that's something that uh, has stuck uh, a chord with me a lot, a, a long time over watching football. You'll really notice that some of the best teams that do come out to win uh, cups, trophies, seasons and leagues, they do tend to uh, close shop at the back. And a case in point, as you mentioned, uh, they, Nick, would be a Mourinho type of approach, you know. Might not be the most extravagant in terms of uh, showing the flair and the attacking prowess going forward. But one thing he knows how to do is close shop at the back. And that has given him accolades uh, across the world, right? It's, he's won uh, the most prestigious tournaments uh, in and around the world in the biggest league in the world. So it is a, a concerning factor. And you could see it even with all the Man United um, attacking players that they do recognize that. They... <laughs> hey, what's up, Mr. Man? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm late, guys. Let the bubble really didn't make it, but I realized, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I did finally. And I realized I couldn't leave Wongo on his own to talk about that game. How is over in your pocket, back in your, in your, in your yard, dude. <laughs> Getting that out is might, might be tough. Whoever got into that gave you a door, just just okay. Cool, cool. I'll just uh, hold on to myself. Talking about how, like, uh, sometimes it's important for teams like Man United not to concede goals um, pretty early into their games because it's not the best approach when you're going into win a game to have to come back from behind and have to, you know, uh, fight a good fight and have to test your character, test the teams. Uh, ability to actually pull out a result because sometimes you find there will be managers like Mourinho who can get a one no and then close shop. The day will be um, frustrating for him and Man United outfit. It will be frustrating for all the attacking players once they, the, the team like Tottenham don't go out and go and look for, for more adventures to, to attack. And that's that's a big big concern for for Man United right now. I think the leadership at the back isn't as strong as it should be. They do concede too many goals. They the scary thing is they also concede them too early. Um, generally, you'd want a team to concede if it does concede. Be once the game is kind of set, once the the, the manager is testing out new options and putting new players on the field, looking at different combinations that could come into play. But if it happens early, it really does put a team on the back foot. And fair credit to Man United. The character has been uh, showing. The players do have the resolve to get the result uh, after going down. But that that isn't sustainable in terms of how to win a season. It's not the most ideal approach to go seven games, eight games, ten games coming behind. Yeah, and and I think we spoke about it. Sorry, Wonga, you go for it. Yeah, no, I was saying, if you look at, uh, I mean, just the way that West Ham played, I mean, so I remember last week you were saying that it was going to be uh, a definite walkover, um, but uh, the whistle blew. I mean, that wasn't, I mean, the first half, obviously, it wasn't the case. And I mean, even the second half, West Ham had many chances to put, uh, well, not many, I'd, I'd say one or two chances to put the game away. To bed. Yeah. Mm. To bed uh, and, you know, a team that, like, you know, you as a Man United fan, don't fear, not saying, look, these guys shouldn't be a problem. We're really a problem. It could have been lost points at the end of the day. Yeah, Man United did well to get back, but 
Um, if you if you're looking to win a league, especially the Premier League, um, you got to be better than Liverpool. Um, and you can see the difference. And I think, yeah, at, at the back, and I, and definitely Maguire needs to change. Yeah, and I think if you look at if you look at you know the Man United that won all those titles under Ferguson, um, mm. you know you generally had that feel that if you went to goal behind at any stage in the game, that was it. Yeah. Right? How are you going to get back? Because you know they had that that solidity at the back. They had the the, yeah. the likes of 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 your leaders that actually started at the back and drove the whole team forward. But yeah. I mean. You know, in in sort of in sort of your defence, Celo. I mean, you guys have something something good going forward. You guys are scoring goals. Yeah. You know, Fernandez has has arguably changed your changed your team in the last last uh, couple of months, and and mm. and I think building a team around him, but more so actually building your team around a, a foundation at the back will will possibly hold you in good stead moving forward. But a team that looks like they're on the ascendancy and and. and Slowly uh, becoming unstoppable is is your team, uh, Mosa. Chelsea three one win against a, a tricky Leeds team. Um, yeah. who I think everyone possibly thought a banana skin, um, a Leeds that would probably go for it. Um, how do you think? How do you think this 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 turned out for you? Yeah, man, I'm I'm very happy with the result. Leeds is a quite a challenging team to go up against. They've got legs on their team. They've got quality players who actually want to go out and express themselves. The managers instill that approach where they don't back down, right? They can come up against Man City. They can come up against Liverpool. They can come up against ourselves and bring a game to us, and as opposed to actually going for for a defensive approach. And um, the result we got, I think, is yeah, really really good. Uh, it's testament to the 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 vision and the focus that the, the club is currently relying on. I think these type of performances, if you look at it in like um, context of what we did the previous week against Tottenham and then coming to Leeds, we, we it shows a little bit of maturity right in the team and the whole management approach where there are some games where we're going to have to take the game to the, the, the opponents and others where we have to be considerate about which opponents we're facing. And that was uh, shown in like the game against Tottenham, where we had to really, really be measured and kind of be aware that these guys are looking for just one goal and then they're going to close shop. Whereas the Leeds, even if they get one goal, they'll open up and they'll continue to express themselves, where we just kept on plugging away during the character that we needed to show. I think yeah. it was a... Really- and I think the resurgence of uh, Olivier Giroud is... Is is quite spectacular. Um, if we if we actually, you know, if we break it down, um, I uh-huh. mean, there was talk of him. There was talk of Newcastle getting him at one stage in the transfer window earlier this season because he just wanted to play football um, to uh-huh. make the front squad. But now he looks like a real a real player for you guys, where where you can actually use him throughout the season um, when the likes of your Verners and your 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 Abrahams aren't are, aren't firing. You've got you've got a guy who. You can't stop scoring. Um, uh, what do you think of his form at the moment? Really, really good, man. Like uh, what I'm excited about at the moment at, at Chelsea is the, the fact that so many of our players are looking good when they get the opportunity. You know, like you 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 see a, a Giroud whenever he gets an opportunity to come onto the field, he actually gives the coach something to think about, something to consider about the next few games. And that's exciting, right? Uh, Tammy Abrams is probably thinking to himself at training, what does he do to improve? 
what does he do to get a call up for the next uh, next game you know and that's a good place for for this team with all the quality that has been purchased to 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 be at because there's there's about nine eight or nine attacking players that can be yeah. replaceable and interchangeable and they're all firing on all cylinders which is exciting I saw something on Sky. I saw something on Sky Sports actually, uh, which was quite interesting. They 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 created another starting eleven um, that is completely yeah. And Kevin's saying it right now. Um, the depth that, yeah. that they've got a, a whole new starting eleven that could mm. arguably finish in the top six in the Premier League. Huh. Um, yeah, guys that are not starting at the, uh, at the time or who are potentially injured. And and I think I spoke a lot about. Um, Spurs' depth, and arguably Chelsea probably have a bit more depth than Spurs. So, so are exactly. we not maybe? Are we not maybe? You know, maybe looking at a three-horse race at the moment uh, with with the likes of, of of Chelsea. Matt, what do you think? Do you think Chelsea can push you guys all the way? You and you and Liverpool. Oh, definitely. I mean, Mourinho said it. Are we even one of the horses yet? You know, it's it's a long. There's still a long way to go, and and no doubt Spurs are doing better than we've done in a very long time, but. You can't discount Chelsea. You know they, they, the depth they've got. Uh, Lampard's found a system that works. They've like Spurs. They've tidy. They've they've tightened up at the back significantly since yeah. the beginning of the season. And along with us, they're one of the lowest conceders in the league. So, it's. I think they're they're a serious contender in the league race. And and what's awesome about Chelsea at the moment, as well, is that they've got those options. You talk about Giroud and and Abraham and Werner. And Werner's maybe not. You know he's having seems to be having a rough couple of games, but you'd take him off and put on Giroud and who's all of a sudden, he was never a big goal scorer. You know, that was never really the, the primary part of his game. He was a creator and he held up, he, he pulled defenders out of place. Um, and now he's just found that goal scorer in touch. I think it's to do with the system. I think Lampard's found out how to unlock his goal scoring potential. And I think it works phenomenally well. Chelsea are going to have a, a lot to say in this title race. And the depth is a big part of it. You know, they, they can lose five, six players and, and like you said, replace them like for like and not, it, it shouldn't affect their performances. It's phenomenal. <laughs> I guess the only position that is like uh, doesn't have as much depth would be the goalkeeping department. Where if we do lose a Mendy, it's going to be a little bit of a headache for for Frank to replace him with a uh, Kepa. If, if and you then worry about how his head is, where his focus is, among others. You don't trust you think about the goalkeeper. Was <laughs> that? Uh, do you think Mendy could have done better, better with that first goal? Yeah, he came yeah. out and then stopped and then went for it again. You could have done a lot better there because it's important that you make the decision early and then stick to it. But I, I guess, you know, he's going to have fumbles. He's going to have a, a few mistakes in him over a season, as all keepers will. will. But uh, the character of coming back and players keeping mm-hmm. their heads on and keeping everything professional was the most exciting part for me after that, you know. Yeah. I think I think with, if you're looking at, at Frank, Frank Lampard, and he spoke earlier this season and he said, he said something quite sarcastically, but in a way to the media saying, you you lot as the media think that I have no pressure to win anything. And yeah. he said he does um, because mm. he's like any manager in the Chelsea job has pressure. But I somehow think he actually is going at this with a free hit because he, he's not going to get sacked if he finishes in the top four and doesn't win the league. I True. think he can really have a go. And try out, you know, and he stumbled a little bit in the beginning. And he can try out different combinations to see what works for him. Remember, he's going to qualify now for the out of the Champions League group. And we spoke about this earlier. You know, it isn't it isn't a sprint; it's a marathon. And, and how is he going to deal with it? Is that depth going to have to come into play? Um, players are going to be fighting for World Cup spots. Um, 
So at the end of the day, um, you know, Frank <laughs> maybe has a free hit here where he could potentially go and and try. You know, if he fails, you know, if he fa fails and he's he's short by 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 six, seven, eight points, that's that, that's a good showing compared to last season. I, I think what Lampard and his, has in his favour is that he's a he's a former player under Roman Abramovich, so he's got a bit of a little bit. You know, there's there's, yeah. a, there's already there's already a relationship between yeah. the two of them where Roman Abramovich loves him as a player and respects him as a player. And he said, "Cool, last season was your first chance. Um, you didn't have new you didn't have new signings, so that I don't even count. Next season, I give you some signings, and then if you if you improve on what you did in the first season, I can give you another chance. So as long as he's improving, which he's which he has done, I think then he, as you said, is is um, he's got a, a free a free hit and he won't be fired as long as he's, he's in the top four and he improves on what he did last season. I think I think if he can end top three and maybe get uh, I don't know semi final in the Champions League uh, and maybe an FA Cup win something, you know, like just yeah, something that some type of silverware with this squad. Yeah, even even. Yeah, even a, even a Champions League semi-final is almost like a... It's not silverware, but it's it's like it shows that, okay, cool, this yeah. guy actually can win against big teams and take a team deep into a, a tough tournament like the Champions League or win an FA Cup where he lost it in the final losses. Yeah. I mean, it is, a, it is a bit of a catch-22, you know. Like I say, it is, a, it is maybe a free hit, but, you know, if he does go and win something or he finishes in a position that is, is very admirable for... For, for a, a young coach, if you want to call it that, you know, he's got that sort of job security probably for the next two, three years. But under Abramovich, he is very trigger happy. And if he's not happy, he will get rid. Um, I, I, I do understand where you're coming from, Celo. Yes, he is one of the, the founded members of the era. But the man is spending a lot of money um, and he needs to eventually deliver. Um, and I think, you know, what, yeah. if, we're looking at, if we're looking at a season where something could happen that's a bit crazy, where we have three teams going into the final day that could potentially win it. Who knows? Who knows? And I wouldn't write it off yeah. right now. But talking about a team that used to be in those races, uh, I think uh, Scott, uh, Scott alluded to it. He said that Arsenal used to be there. But Arsenal are below Newcastle at the moment. That is incredible. <laughs> um, and, and we've played less games than you, Wonga. So that... I'm so happy about that. So let's let's ask you. Kevin says there that you're in a relegation trap, and uh, he's yeah. I think he mentions something Champions League run in the top four. I think he's alluding to to Chelsea. Chelsea. But Wonga, tell us yeah, tell yeah. us about the 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 famous Arsenal. Um, we used to sing a song one nil to the Arsenal. Wasn't that uh, that's how it used to go, Matt? One nil to the Arsenal. They used to score. Yeah. You'd never be able to. To, to beat them, but now, now it seems like it's always 1-0 against Arsenal. Yeah, that's yeah. that's only legend now. That was a long time ago. Yo, um, Back when Arsenal used any kids to go. believe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but yo, I, I, like last week, I, I think, if, I mean, even when I did my prediction, it's it's exactly what I expected um, uh, from Arsenal and Tottenham as well. Um, I know many people, okay, let me not speak uh, for for Matt, but I know people are not for Maruno the way he's playing. But I don't know. I mean, look, as an Arsenal fan, I, I think I mean he, the, if the football is entertaining. I can't lie that the counter attack it's mm. it looks it's it's dangerous. It it looks. I mean, even if you're just looking at the way it looks, it does look in, um, entertaining. Um, and it's something yeah. it is definitely entertaining to watch. I mean, people are criticizing it heavy 
um, the the way that uh, Tottenham were playing. But I, I I honestly I don't see any problem with it. I don't see it as even being. Um, I mean, not, I don't even think they even parking the bus is not even the best way to describe it. Um, they play when they attack. Um, so what's 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 Calvin asking? What are my thoughts on Ateta? Yeah, the process. Is there a process? To is trust? there a process? Just you see, that's also a, a very good question as well. Um, also, the question is: Is is his process? Is he allowed? Is he being allowed to implement his process? Those those things I can't even answer. Because um, yeah. if if he was, I don't think there is no ways uh, any player, any any manager would leave a player like Uzel out the squad. Um, I know, I know. People are saying that no, no one is saying anything about Uzo beforehand when he wasn't playing. Um, I think Paul, uh, Paul, uh, is a poor person who was saying that that everyone was quiet before when uh, Uzo was out the squad um, uh, last when, year, and then only people. When, you're, when yeah. you guys are doing well, when you're doing well, yeah, yeah, and then people only made yeah. started commenting when, when now, when now they they seeing that look now we're losing matches. But I think it's just, I mean, it's an obvious thing. Even if you're going to have him on the bench, geez, you can't leave him out the squad entirely. There's there's no one there who replaces him. Um, but yeah, look, let yeah. me, on, focusing on the game that on on um, on Sunday. On, on Sunday um, phew, my man. This, I mean, yes, we had opportunities. But again, uh, didn't score them. Aubameyang looking like a tweet. Aubameyang, like I said, looking like they ducked a few crosses. I don't know. Um, and then also in the in the defending as well. Like I was saying, Rob holding in them. I don't. I, I get you. Yes, your coach tells you, okay, back off uh, your defenders when you're defending. But it's son, left foot, right foot. Anyway, that guy can put a ball in top corner, and all they're doing is running back and they're giving yeah. him space. They're basically telling him shoot. I also, I also do think that um, uh, the keeper could have done a bit better. I mean, if I look uh, at uh, 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 listen, 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 uh, you're not listening, you're not listening, listen, 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 you're not listening, you're not listening. Maybe it's the way he's defending. I don't know. Listen, I'm saying he got very close, but if you look at just just the way everything looked, is that I mean, knowing Son. Even when I was sitting there, I knew this guy was going to pop a shot. Everyone's backing up. There's that much space. Um, and if I look at, you know, if you look at Van Haldem's, uh, Van Haldem and, 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 and Pogba, yeah, Pogba's goal was also good as well. But all these things, they're coming around players. They're coming around players, high pace. Their keeper has direct sides of the ball as well. But look, I'm not, I'm not saying that if he, if he saves that, the ball goes in. But I, I do think he has, he could do a bit better. I generally no, tell me, tell me about Thomas Party. What did Thomas Party do there? I know he was injured, but he was, he was injured. Of the team, man. That man just walks off the field and lets that guy run past him. Is he mad? Yeah, I also don't uh, know what the heck he was thinking. Uh, but he was injured, guys. This is, uh, but, but, but he could have the, the man's, the man's born in Africa, there, bro. In the, in the depth <laughs> of, of, of the middle of Africa, there, you're telling me he was injured. <laughs> maybe it, was, yeah. maybe it wasn't on. a physical but, injury, you know. It was more. It was looking around him like, "What is this?" You know, like I'm just gonna leave off. I'm taking a break. <laughs> but <laughs> I think Pate as well, like him getting off, him getting off the field like that. For me, even it tells it tells me a lot. Like, are you are you fighting for anything? That's yeah. that's the question. Are you fighting for anything, or are you just there because? Manager called you. Um, you also you able to you you're able to pay off. Uh, now you've got a big contract. You paid off many guys. 
but I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, Partey, for me, if, if you're fighting for something, um, I don't, no, I don't think he's just jumping listen, off the field if, like that. If I'm Thomas, if I'm Thomas Partey right now, I'm like, what the flip was I thinking? I left the yeah. club that's top of La Liga right now. Um, and it's looking good to actually win the Liga title because Real Madrid and Barca are not serious. And I'm going to a club who's now number 14. Like, yeah. no. Fun, funny enough, they even gave that like the same play they gave, they gave Torero to that, that side. Eh? Exactly. Torero went there. That side. Yeah. Mm. Now he's, Pate comes here. Ah, but also there's a lot of problems, man. And then you add politics to it and you're like, oh my word. Ah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> for me, I don't care about the politics. They should be playing. I mean, gee whiz. Relegation battle. Yeah, but, but Spurs, <laughs> at the end of the day, Spurs did play well. Um, I, I mean, two shots and, yeah, you can't complain much about either one of them. But, yeah, Arsenal again, uh, poor defending and Spurs, as expected, capitalised. And you have, you have to be good. You have to be clinical. You have to be clinical and they were. Matt, tell I, me, I think, tell me, uh, tell me, tell me, is this, is this, uh, was it an easy day out for you guys or? or... No, I mean, so what I love about the way Spurs are playing at the moment, and, and there's a lot of talk about Mourinho setting the trap, you know what he's going to do and teams are still yes. falling for it. But the yeah. thing that I think is the, 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 and, and the most difficult for teams to deal with, you, you look at, look at the Arsenal game and the City game. Afterwards, both managers were talking about how they had so much possession. You know, we, we, we should have won this game. We had more possession. Arteta with us. We had 32 crosses, you know. And they, so they sort of confused themselves into thinking they had a good day and got unlucky. And that's what I love about exactly. Mourinho's tactics. Because you guys weren't, didn't, it's not like you were unlucky. That's exactly what Mourinho set us up yes. to do. And yeah. we knew beforehand that's how he was going to play. He's going to sit deep, control the game, be intense, wait for you to make a mistake, hit you on the counter. It's exactly what happened. We all knew that was mm. going to happen. But still, Arsenal walked into it. Like, what's going to happen yes. if I throw all my men forward and keep two at the back? Like, we're going to score. And after the game, the point, one of them. we still we had, we had a chance. We, had, we were on top of this. We had so many opportunities. No. And that's what I love about the way he's, Mourinho set up the side. Even a lot of the commentators and the pundits are looking at them and saying, oh, but there's a lot of positives for Arsenal to take. And Mourinho, I can imagine, he's just rubbing his hands together because now the next side is going to come up against us is going to, again, walk into the same trap and think, if we just play a little bit better than Arsenal did, we can win this game. And I think that's the genius of what Mourinho has done, is kind of create this team and, and people say, yeah, it looks like parking the bus. But if you really watch it, it's not parking the bus. It's, it's a not. completely different mindset. It plays to yeah, our strengths so much. We're a fantastic counter-attack inside, and we always have been. The difference is yeah. we were never tight at the back. So we'd score six, concede eight, you know, that kind of thing. And now what's happening is we're so intense at the back. And credit to Mourinho for how he's changed our defence. You look at the likes of Eric Dyer and Serge Aurier, who for a long time, even Spurs fans would look at them and think they're a little bit questionable in their positioning yeah. and decision-making and stuff. But now, a mammoth. I mean, Aurier was a monster on the field against you guys. And he created, of course, the second goal. Um, within a matter of seconds, cuts off, intercepts a an attempted through ball, turns around, puts the, the, the attackers away, and then it's four on two in the other half. And I think that that speed of the transitions and the, the way every player knows exactly where to run. And you saw them. As soon as I saw there was a gap, there was four Spurs players running exactly where they need to be. No one was bumping into each other or running over each other. It was just phenomenal. And I mean, and from and Arsenal's that, side, we, I mean, we sorry. talked about it over the weekend. They're, they're, just, they're trying this thing where they're asking us all a question about whether do you need goals to be playing football? Is, is, is that all it's about? You know, they're getting minimalist about everything. And I think, it's, you know, next well, week, well, maybe I they're going to say, saw, if we don't the ball, we even need the ball. I saw a very interesting stat the other day. 
Um, in the last eight matches, you guys have three three goals, Premier League matches. You got five foul throws. You got more foul throws than yes. goals. And they're all by one yeah, player. Bellerin. Bellerin. I mean, I've, I've never played pro, but also, is that not something you guys discuss at the top level? Like, this is how <laughs> no you like, go. A coach can't be making all the other professionals wait to teach this guy how to... And he's taking them. He's being like, he's definitely be told, you taking the throw-ins. It's you. And that's what yeah, we you know, about throw-ins. Right, 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 right uh, back and left back take throw-ins, guys. We know this from, 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 from long ago. Right back and left back. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I yeah. think they like, could afford to maybe skip shooting practice one day and just do throw-ins. Because shooting right. practice is clearly it's, a waste. You know. But <laughs> you see, like what Scott's saying, um, not Scott, uh, what, uh, what Matt is saying um, about even... Uh, I remember Maruno was uh, Charles O'Connor, which match he played. But even after the game, he said uh, he, that he, he knew the team was going to cross. But he obviously his team was better at headering at them, so he allowed that to happen. He said he allowed it to happen, yeah. allowed them to cross. That's what you want them to do. As soon as they cross, the ball is ours. We header it to go. It probably could have been against Arsenal, to be honest with you. <laughs> it could have been against Arsenal, what? genuinely. Um, then he allowed them to cross, and then they went on and they counted them. Um, yeah. But I, I, I can't understand it, and it still frustrates me that how does Arsenal? walk into something like that. You know it's going to happen and you literally just open your team to, to it with a hurricane and so on on the end of it. That's madness. I don't yeah. know. And the one chance Yang had, there was that one late on in the second half where Aubameyang got put through. They managed to, to cut up the Spurs defence and you, you, it was him on Alderweireld and Alderweireld ended up just snuffling it out getting by staying, you know, he stayed on his feet, watched him. Yes, I remember, yeah. And, yeah. Him. and yes. you just think, a year ago, Aubameyang would have turned that situation into a goal. Yeah. And, yes, and with they, a fake they, shot. There's, yeah. There's something going on. He didn't look confident in the shot. It's like he was resigned to it already. It's, it, you could see from his body language, he, he was maybe just hoping to win a corner. And I think that's a, yeah. a huge indictment on his confidence. And also, that was probably the one decent chance he had at his feet. There was obviously a couple yeah. of crosses that he should have done better with. But, you know, those ones you can never be 100% because defenders on him. But it was, I just yeah. think Arsenal are not... They're not looking at the way they should be. They're not. I'm personally, not I'm personally a believer of process, and um, you know, obviously, he wants to implement a style of play which is hopefully for for Arsenal's sake going to be fruitful in the in the years to come. But hmm. you know, there's a fine line where you know you just push it too much. You know, the, the guys need to to learn how to win first and foremost, and then yeah. I think the process can actually follow after that. I, I know there there are philosophers here. Uh, who are, 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 are um, very stringent on the fact that, no, you need to play a certain way. For me, mm. the only way to play football is to win. Because if yeah. I'm losing every week, it's, uh, what is the point? Well, where's the joy in yeah. that? I, I like football because it's joyous and it's fun and it's, it, it gives me pleasure. But if we're losing every week or we, we're playing for no purpose, then it, it makes no sense. And there's That's obviously the, serious problems. Why you hate Steve Bruce, but you love yeah, him. Exactly. But also, exactly. you, you, you hate him, but you love him. No, I, when we win, no, 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 but when we win, I, I don't care. I, I honestly don't care, especially for a team like mine. You know, if I'm winning a yeah. game, I can have my beer and I can, I, I can tell, my, tell my, my friends how shit my team is. But, you know, Callum Wilson scores a goal from a John Joe Shelby yeah. cross. You know, I, there's no better feeling at the end of the, end of the, end of the weekend. But, you know, when there's just no purpose and, you know, Wonga, for me, it just, and I think we, we, we had a comment oh, yeah. here, 
you know, you guys have so many crosses with no end product, you know, too much possession. What is the point, really? What is the point? Yeah, you know? And I think that is- South African football, Mosa, you've seen it in this country. Mm. You know, teams and fans get excited because of, of a good pass or uh, the amount of passes you have or the amount of possession you have in, in, in the middle third. You know, Gavin Hunt said something so so profound a couple of years ago at a conference that I was at. If South Africa, if sorry, if the World Cup was uh, was played in in a way where the goals were on the halfway line, South Africa would be the be the winning team every year because <laughs> passing the ball sideways and backwards does not win you win you football matches. And and uh, there's a lot of people who who who, who follow. Um, Sort of processes and philosophies here in this country that that will like that, and you know that's why your your Bielsa's and your your Guardiola's are, are so so popular in world football. But you know Jurgen Klopp came and and showed the world that you don't need to play like that. You can have possession, yeah. but you can also kick the ball forward and run and yeah. and, yeah. and and be, like, be honest, sort of Arsenal playing anyway. Like if they were playing in the South African league, they'd probably still find themselves. That probably yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look like a team you know, they're not creating a clear cut chances. You know, you're not saying that your Hugo Lloris made like the most amazing save I've ever seen in my life, type of thing. Nah. It's, it's half so, chance. It's, 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 it's yeah. you know, do you not also think, though, uh, you know, uh, Mosa, you've played in teams, you know, when the teams get together, the, the actual players after half time, or you know, there's a bit of a huddle there. You know, there, there is, you hear stories of, of, and maybe not even the professional ranks. I've been in, you know, sort of team talks with just the players and the players are like, kind of, listen, let's just do whatever we can just to win the fucking game. You know, like, yeah. we just want to win the game. And, you know, the players are not stupid. They've played under different managers in their career. You know, they can sort of get, the, they, they're adults. They can get their, their heads together and think, okay, well, yeah. How can we? How can we beat um, or, or try and at least attempt to beat Spurs? You know, but yeah, but especially like Rob Holding, Rob Holding, the whole defense when when Son scored. Think about it. Common sense would have told you to just in that situation. Son's got the ball. It's, it's, he can score from there. You know yeah. this. But they all yeah. backed off and they gave him acres of space. I think he had literally five seconds. They could have stopped yeah. there with the line, but they gave him those. Five yeah. seconds, and he said, "Pooh." So and I'm, you know, I'm also questioning that. That's, is that's it really can they think for themselves? Common sense, common sense should prevail. Should prevail yeah. when it gets to a point where Arsenal are what in the bottom five or the bottom six. Common yes. sense should prevail because you know you should have your sort of your own integrity to try and keep intact there, and your yeah. own dignity to to try preserve. Um, but also so, that. that- yeah, no, the, what you're saying about the team lifting themselves up, I think it goes back to the question about Partey as well, hobbling off and saying he's injured. And then you look, you know, yes. there was a similar incident with Hoiberg where he got clattered in the head and they, they made him go off because he was bleeding. And he was mm-hmm. arguing with them to stay on the field. Yeah. He didn't want to go off and he went off and they did the check, whatever, and he came back on. And as soon, the first opportunity, he sprinted back on, sprinted back to yeah. where he needed to be. He knew exactly where on the field he was supposed to be. I think that difference of... That intensity, yeah. that makes a difference. We mm. talked about it with Liverpool before and the difference when Henderson's not on because he brings that intensity. And there's no mm. one at Arsenal at the moment who seems to be doing that, who's, who's looking yeah. around yeah. and saying, you know, what is this? What are we doing? Just, you know, forget yeah. tactics, forget philosophy. What are we actually doing? Where are you standing? Arteta, Aren't you running? Arteta also has to remember, you know, he's come from learning under the tutelage of, of, of Guardiola, but he doesn't have Guardiola's players. 
That's the difference. Yeah. He doesn't have Guardiola's yeah. players. So I think I think the quicker he gets that to, to to sort of in his head, I think the the better chance he's got to sort of salvage something from the season. And and you know, I thought I thought they were on the on the up, but I just I, I struggle to see where the players will trust his process if it continues to go this way. And, no, and it, looked, it looked like there was evidence of that on the weekend. But but Matt, I wanted yeah. to ask you um to to speak about Spurs. Is there a place for Bale in this team? Um I was I actually thinking about that on the weekend. Yeah I, was, yeah, I was actually chatting to a friend about it as well. It's like we at the moment we're so potent and it's he is he is an alternative. He's a different kind of player. And I think when there are games where we're struggling to unlock, you know, like it, it made sense um when You've got, a, you've got deadlock someone where we're not quite finding it so easy to create chances and you've got Bale as an option, which seems a shame because he seems such a good player to just be that backup plan. But at yeah, the moment, yeah. and I think what Mourinho does really well is he doesn't allow people to trade on a name. He's not just going to put Bale in because he's Bale. He's got a system that's working really well. He's not going to mess that up just for the sure. sake of it. And I think for Bale's part, let's be honest, he's probably used to sitting on the bench after his time at Real Madrid. <laughs> so um, I think is. hopefully... I think we've also got a long season ahead and we don't have the squad depth of Chelsea and others. I mean, we don't, we don't have, we've got it. We've got good depth. We've got better depth than we've had for a long time, but it's still maybe one player extra per position, not like Chelsea where they can field three or four sides. And so I think there's going to be a big, a lot of football to play for Bale and, and, you know, Lucas Moura as well, who's not getting a lot of game time at the both and sure. Vinicius who's just sure. playing in, in the Europa League. I think these players are going to play a lot more. Um, and I think, What's what's awesome is that because of the way Mourinho is in, instilling that the, the way we play, I think they will slot in. You know, Bale is also capable of good counter-attacking football. He, he, he and he can when his eyes in when he's back in form, and I think it will take a while because he hasn't played as much football as, over the last few years. But I mean, he's also capable of taking a chance if it's presented to him. You just look yeah. at the, the the goal reel of his of his first time with Spurs. He'll he'll score the big goal. So if I think. Over the course of the season, we'll see a lot more of him. But at the moment, you'd be you'd be silly to think that we need to slot him in alongside Son and Kane. You know, what, I mean, what a pleasure! If you can't break a team down, what a pleasure to have bringing on a, the likes of, exactly. of Gareth Bale. And I mean, you know, I think it, it alludes back to that fact. You know, when February time comes and you guys are still in cup competitions and European competitions, I think the depth is going to be very important uh, for yeah. you. And I, I think uh, Wonga, just to Put the final <laughs> final nail in your coffin tonight. Uh, it looks like Lampard is gonna gonna push uh, Arteta over the edge on the twenty seventh. So Kevin told you. No. He's only going to meet him at the end of it. Yes, it yeah, can't, you can't. Think, uh, you can't push Arsenal further. I think Musa won't uh, disagree with Kevin at all there. But let's <laughs> let's move on to uh, another team that just won't go away. They dropped points this season. We thought they could potentially, you know, mm. throw you know, the season away because they had so many injuries, um, COVID cases, but they just keep doing what champions do. They keep winning um, and yeah. they're winning quite comfortably against a very fancied Wolves team. Um, mm. Silo, what do you think of Claudio's Merseyside <laughs> red army? No, I think, I think, I think, I think we, we all, we all predicted a, a victory for 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 Liverpool. Um, obviously, differing I think score predictions last week, but um, I don't think anyone uh, predicted a a, a scoreline uh, more than three three nil. Um, so that actually shows um, you know at Liverpool, um, as you said, you know at home, you know they just keep winning sixty four matches unbeaten at home um, in a row, and then 
Uh, on top of that, the fans were back in the stadium, which obviously helped helped uh, helped out, you know. And I think, you know, what you actually see um, in most of the, the the teams that had supporters this weekend, when they celebrated, they celebrated looking at the fans, you know, yeah. and yeah. just say yes, you know, type of thing. You know, everyone ran to the fans, wherever the fans were, just to say, hey, it's good to have you guys back. And that little bit of atmosphere added, added on to a Liverpool game, you know, and, and it spurred on yeah. Liverpool side. Um, and also to have trained back in the in, in the team, um, creating that fourth goal. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Liverpool uh, will just keep marching on, and uh, we just have to hope that they that they slip up at some point in time. Um, and the teams that are chasing that that are chasing them, but that are in a, in and around them, just need to make sure that they keep winning. And um, when they face Liverpool, they need to um, take their um, chances and hope and hopefully the other um, top six, top seven teams um, also give uh, Liverpool. Mm-hmm for their money but but I definitely see them uh being there at the end of the season as 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 one of the the, the, the top um two teams. Yeah. It was good to see like the amount of like um um pride uh, that a lot of the players carried for that Liverpool jersey on the day. You could see that they wanted mm-hmm. to express wanted to actually show that you know they don't have um the full squad available. There are a lot of injuries in the squad but if given a chance any of the players can come on and do the job. And that's yeah. that's that's a key mark of a, a team that w- does win championships and can accomplish a lot. You know, you don't have to have the yeah. eleven available every week, but yeah. every player that you do give an opportunity to does come to the party very well. And I think it's also worth bearing in mind how long Liverpool have been playing this well. You know, I mean, yeah. they won last season at a canter. Really, they were so far ahead of everyone else. But the season before that, when they finished second, every mm. other season in history, they would have won the league. Yeah. Uh, they only finished second to a truly out of this world Man City side. So you know, this has been a long time coming. It's not, and I think we were almost, you know, partly kind of fooled by Klopp paying. You know, oh look at me, Gov, I've got no players, but they are still a phenomenal side. Even when you take out a few key players, they've still got guys who jump in. Look at the the what Jota has been doing, and you know, Matip also huge in defence, although he's also injured yeah. in that. But you know, it's we're talking about players who've over the course of three seasons have been getting progressively better and have been working together and have been, and he's instilled that kind of siege mentality of we're going to go up against the entire league. We're going to rewrite history. We're going to undo the doubters. And that, that can't be sniffed at, you know, that, that mentality. And we talk about it, that's made the difference at Spurs. Spurs haven't suddenly become an amazing side. The mentality is what's changed. And it's mm-hmm. the same with Liverpool. It's the, the mental fortitude that they take into every game to look at a game against Wolves, who, as you said, are, are a very well, they're a decent well-drilled side. They're going to punish a lot, a lot of good teams. Mm-hmm. And to to go into that and and with the 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 confidence to take the game to them and and take ownership and and, and run it that doesn't come from nowhere I think and that's not going to go away overnight you know mm-hmm. I think there's, it's going to take a lot and it'll be interesting to see Spurs Liverpool which is in what two weeks now and um, that's going to be that that's probably the game where you can really judge Tottenham's um, title credentials I think that if if we come out of that game unscathed um, I think then we could really make a go of it you know the I've, I've said before, this Christmas period, Boxing Day is when I'll really sort of say how, how, how well Spurs are doing. And so far, we've passed huge tests. You know, the, yeah. in City, Chelsea, Arsenal, we've come away with seven, seven points. If you've offered us that before, we definitely would have taken it. So I think, I think that, yeah, it's yeah. going to be huge. And I think for 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 me, you know, and, I, and just contrasting to a, an Arsenal um, with a process, an apparent process that Arteta wants to instill, you know, you've got a, a side that Klopp's coaching that has been 
not consistent at all in terms of what starting 11s he puts out since the beginning of yeah. the season because they have had injuries after injuries, COVID cases, you name it, um, yeah. and other tournaments to play in, but they still manage to get over the line and they get the victories that they need. Um, and I think that's proof that, you know, there are players there that are playing for the manager and they'll win at all yeah. costs. Um, yeah. They'll play out of position and they will fight for the team no matter what. Do you think Diego Jota would have been happy with sitting on the bench against his old team after the form he's been in? Um, mm. And he still comes off and he still performs well. And, and, and you know, like you said, it was, you know, a, 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 the fact of the matter is that's the first time that they've seen their fans since they've won the league and the first time they'd won the league in 30 years. So the, mm. I, I think they were there and they went to go prove a point because that was the first time they could actually go and show their title Depends. credentials yeah. and go and enjoy. You know, that's the first time they could actually celebrate. And if you look at the makeup of his his actual lineup, he went with players that were there last season. You know, Genie went and proved why they should be offering an, him another contract. Yeah, um, double the money, man. Double the money. Double the money, you know. You know, oh, Hindo yeah. there steering, steering the ship. So I think it's going to take a lot for them to, to, to sort of be... Um, pushed off the mantelpiece per se, but I think I agree with you, Matt. Uh, it is going to be a titanic game when you guys play against them. I think it's next weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah. is it this weekend? Next no, weekend? This weekend, weekend we've got next... Palace, I think. Yeah, yeah so first, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what you think, Wonga, in terms of um, the, the, the amount of injuries that, that Liverpool currently have. Uh, would you, if you were Klopp, would you, would you dip into the transfer transfer window? I think that's a tough one because eh? everyone else is proving themselves. Yeah, that is a tough question to ask. I, if I was Klopp, I think, I mean, given the current, I mean, given the current form that the team has, I think maybe one, one or two players, um, I think one or two players would probably be, would be sufficient, but I don't think he's going to go out there and spend huge um, mm. In there, I mean, you got. I mean, look, I know Van Dijk is not there, but Matip. Uh, I mean, should Matip? We don't. We know Matip is good there. Um, they got that other youngster. I can't remember what his name was. Uh, the one who played against Atlanta. Um, William, Williams. Uh, long hair. Williams. Williams. Yeah, he's also yeah, he's yeah. a bit dicey, uh, but they still manage, like you said, to get over the line uh, with him. Um, and there's mm. also that. Uh, the, was it the the boy playing on the on the on, on the wing? I was very impressed with um, Jones. Isn't it? Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's also Holy very player. good as well. I I honestly think Liverpool they don't. I I I, I don't. I, if they do get someone, I think they'll only get one player. Uh, if they do, but I don't, I honestly don't think they need to get anyone. I mean, I up think, front they're solid about, still. Up front they're still solid. Liverpool's yeah. all about it's all about um, money. If 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 there's a good player um, that they maybe have been looking at for a while. Um, that comes at a good price, then I think they might get him. But if it's if it doesn't make sense, then I don't think they 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 they, they need to dip into the market. Like like yeah. the Thiago now, Thiago they got him, and mm. uh, but he's probably out for the season. Do they need to replace him? But I, I, I think, think so. I think there's a lot of sides. I think the, all the sides that are going to be in the title challenge are going to be looking around. They're going to think to to stand still is to move backwards. I, I'd be surprised mm. if any of the the top six don't do. Even if it's just to, to bring in a couple of backup players, there's yeah. such a lot of football to be played in the second half of the season. I, agree. I think we'll see all of the top six bring in a couple of squad players at least, just to where they're starting to see that we need numbers. That you know, each side has got their area where they know they're a little bit light, and they'll be looking at 
who can they bring in? Who can they who can who can they have in backup and reserve? And I think Liverpool yeah. the same. Um, you know, for, for a team like Liverpool, who's going to have sorry, Celo, uh, the team that's going to have many players probably at the World Cup, uh, sorry, at the, at the Euro Championships. This is going to be pretty much two years of straight football for a lot of players that are that are going to yeah. be fighting for that title. So I wouldn't put it past, and I agree with that statement, Matt. Where you know you, I think just for the preservation of the players, you know, you might need to. You know, you don't want players breaking down just before the World Cup or just when they get back. I'm not for the World Cup, the Euros, or just when they get back from the Euros. Um, but if you do look at it, uh, I think for me, I think a Liverpool still need a centre half. Um, maybe they, may, they might not need to spend the 80 million on Kulubali, but I think <laughs> that boy that that over Dyke leaves um, is is something worth. Worth a lot of points in this league, at least yeah. seven or eight. Well, at least maybe like a seven-pound player. Yeah, so, but yeah. There's, there's some smart players. To, there's some smart buys to be had. You look, Spurs bought in that yeah. Joe Roden from Swansea, and he's now played a couple of games for us now. And he wasn't yeah. a huge player. <laughs> who would you buy from Arsenal, Scott? The only signing I wanted from Arsenal was Ganosaurus. I wanted to see him in a third <laughs> with three years from down the sidelines in front of Arsenal. Ganosaurus at the moment. Ganosaurus. Yeah. Sign him up. Daniel Levy, do it. No, I think there's... there's the, you're dead right, like Nick. There's so much football to be played between now and and you know then the, the, come the end of the season. Then there's European football, and then it's back into it again. And and there are bargains to be had. There's solid players in in lower leagues, and and you know the, there's some really good deals you can get. And I think for 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 teams like Liverpool, they've got to find those unearth those those guys who aren't going to come in and expect to play every week, but who can step in and do a job when they're called on. That's what Joe Roden's mm-hmm. been for us at Spurs, um, and I think Chelsea's got a couple of guys also who've. Who've, who've still stepped up and, and, and really done the business. I think you, side like Liverpool probably needs to do that. They've got a couple of gaps that they're going to potentially have to fill. And I, I think I think that's, you know, that's exactly it. You know, you, you spoke about um, Klopp and the season that they had before they won the title. You know, they arguably were, I don't know, how many of the other Premier League seasons would they have won the league? I think the majority of them with that amount of hmm. points total, you know. And I think we spoke about this before. How do you keep a team stimulated? How do you keep a team re- so much on your side to believe in yeah. what you are actually wanting them to do and, and, and for them to go run through a brick wall? You know, after three years of doing that week in, week out, you know, that stimulation from the players might not be there. As, and, and, and credit to Klopp, I think, I think that's going to be his biggest challenge. I do think maybe there is one or two replacements that he can um, can sort of add or not replacements additions to the squad but yeah. can he just keep them ticking over week in week out if he can do it this season for three years in a row I mean I take my hat off to you to be fair yeah. some of his signings have been excellent in that element they bring that energy where you start uh, looking at the combinations that he's created over the past three years and say oh does Firmino find himself out because Jot has been uh, uh, purchased and added to the team, you know? Those yeah, type sure, of uh, sure. are very, very good for, 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 for keeping the energy up in the team and that's potentially yeah. what he has to do uh, going sure, forward. Sure. No, I agree with you. And, and you know, we're looking at, we, I mean, we've spoken about uh, the, the good form of Spurs, you know, Liverpool are flying as, as we speak. We, we speak about Chelsea that are, 
that are on a on a run of note. Um, our final topic for the day for the day or the evening is how will the how will um, how will top, how will finish top four? I think you were kidding me there. But how will the top four finish? I don't know if how you have a top four. Yeah, how will the top four finish? Um, Wonga, you go first. I want to hear your thoughts. We'll go from uh, you, we'll go to Celo, Mosa, and uh, we'll finish with Matt. Yeah, I think uh, I definitely think Liverpool will will take this league again. Um, second and third place, I definitely uh, the way things are going now. I definitely think um, so. Not easy to say, but I think I think Chelsea will finish one above of Tottenham. Tottenham finishing third. <laughs> but laughing. <laughs> And Man City, I just don't think... Uh, Man City, yes, they are, they are picking up games, but I, I can't see them. Especially, let's see what they do in the in the transfer window, especially if they're not having a, a full-on out-and-out striker, someone similar to Aguero. I don't see them uh, doing the top three. I can see them finishing fourth. Um, they would surprise me if they do finish above that. Um, yeah, let me not take too much time to say, but yeah, that's my one, two, three, four. I think I think um, yeah the league title will be Liverpool's um, this season. Um, second, um, I'm going to give it to uh, Spurs um, just because of of Mourinho's mindset. Um, and then third, I'll give it to Chelsea. And then fourth, I'm going to give it to Man United Red Devils. Man City is going to be up top four this season. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, shoot, could happen. Oh, <laughs> Good. Uh, I guess on that on that note, I'm gonna back my own team as well. I think uh, I've been pleasantly surprised to see the quality <laughs> and the, the performances that they have managed to secure. Uh, we have we have uh, pulled a good a good run of uh, form over this past season, where you know with all the new players that we have, I'd expected us to drop a lot more points than we have so far, because they'd be figuring out a lot more combinations. So. Yeah, I, I I think there's only room for growth given the players that we have, the coaches' mentality. There are a lot of uh, independent winners in the team which have have won a lot in world football and can continue to win. So I'm giving it to Chelsea for top spot. I think we're going to pip Liverpool on that one given their... Shot five. Shot <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> but it's fair because, yeah, man, we, we're there in and amongst the top uh, top four. Uh, we're still figuring out a lot of the combinations and the signings. As you said, how do you keep an, a, a team like uh, like a, a very successful team energized? And sometimes it's with the signings. And having that the the the, the sharpness of a manager like um, Lampard, you could see the 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 way he approaches uh, his management role when you play against a Tottenham, when you play against you know uh, another team where you have to look at strategy a little bit more differently. And he's doing that very very well. He, he might get tested in the Champions League, but um, I think, yeah, we should be able to get the, the, the league in the bag. Um, pipping uh, Liverpool, because it'll just uh, the, 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 the ethos and the mentality that they've ingrained in the team will still continue. Um, and the, the players that they've brought onto the edition will, will produce some results for them. I do think Tottenham have the, 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 the power to actually play. I mean, Mourinho is one of those coaches who does do very, very well in his second season. It might be against his grain to not win it this time, but um, yeah, I think the other two teams ahead of them will have a lot more going for them at this point in time. 
and then I have to give it to Man City. Um, they they will fix it. They will uh, get a striker. They will look a lot more menacing going forward, and we'll get the results. Whereas I don't see this this thing this trend of uh, Man- Manchester United coming back from behind being sustainable going forward. Oh, this is a tough one because as a Spurs fan, you know it's uh, it's really hard to, to it's really hard to say. But I'm gonna say it. I reckon. Look, let me say. I think it's going to be really, really tight. I don't think it's going to. I don't think any side is going to run away with it. I don't think Spurs are going to win by fifteen points. I think they'll win by four or five points quite late on. Um, <laughs> but I reckon Spurs are going to win. I reckon I'm going to back the team. You know, I, I've, yes, I've I've got to stick on my guns. Mourinho's put the, the system we're playing, the mentality we've got, um, and even for the first time in a long time, it feels like we've also got options if Kane were to get injured because inevitably he does. Inevitably our goals dry up. This time around, it doesn't feel that way. It feels like we've got more options than we've had in the past. I think, you know, it's Spurs' second. It's 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 Mourinho's second season. He wins something. We're, we're looking really good. I think Spurs are going to win it. I think it's going to be tight. I think um, Liverpool and Chelsea are going to be right there. I'm going to say I reckon Liverpool are going to finish second just because that 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 winning mentality they've got and the intensity they play with isn't going to go away. Um, and I think Chelsea will be third. But I think those three are going to be significantly sort of detached from the rest of the group, you know. And I reckon. Yeah. Fourth, I'm also going to go City. I don't see United being able to sustain a top four challenge just because they do consistently fall behind. Um, and I think credit to them for turning it around. But like you said, Monster, that's mm. not sustainable. You can't, you, can't, you can't go a whole season like that. And there will be too many sides who can keep them at arm's length once they go ahead mm. um, in the league. And I think that's going to punish them over the course of the season. So I reckon City are going to pit fourth place. Although... You, you know, you can't also discount Leicester. That's a solid side, and and I, I don't mm. think I don't think United will be fifth. I think Leicester will be fifth. Um, once we get out in the top four, um, you know, I, I just think, yeah. I just think that the consistency that Leicester are capable of is that little bit better than 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 United. Sure. And and yeah. you know, I just think they've also got some proven, um, slightly more mature heads in the side at Leicester. You know, people, Vardy for for all his madness, he he's mature in the sense that he knows how to win a game. And and he'll 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 knuckle down. So I think it's going to be, I think it will be a tough season for United. Um, I do think Arsenal will not get relegated. I think they've got enough to stay up. I said it last week. I'll say it again. I think they'll probably survive. We um, <laughs> should figure out that the bottom four next time. <laughs> yeah, next time let's do the bottom three and see who's bold enough to pick Arsenal. But I reckon, look, I think they're they're going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be a really interesting season. But I do think that top three are probably going to be a little bit detached from the rest of the rest of the crowd. I think it's going to separate. At the moment, you look, there's only about five points between, what, first and ninth or whatever. Um, and I think that's going to spread. I think that we're going to see a bit more a bit more of a gap. And I do think the top three are going to step away from the other the other rest of the chasing pack. But, yeah, Spurs are going to win it. I've done it. I should play for better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. better now, Uncle Ronnie, really do my Uncle Ronnie doesn't agree with you. He... Uh... He personally doesn't think he thinks my team has a better chance than us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I need to rush off. I need to rush off to another okay. meeting. Now. Yeah, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna Not go sure. um, I'm gonna go with the same. Oh, he had to leave us, um, but I'm gonna go with a. I I just have a feeling. So it's either for me. I think Spurs have a great chance. Um, uh-huh. But my only fear, Matt, for from from your perspective, is if the wheels start falling off. Yeah. Uh, you've seen Mourinho change rooms go sour, so mm. I worry that it will become a title challenge in the first, say, three quarters or two thirds of the season, and then 
it's a situation of you guys trying to salvage a top four position. And, and it's happened with him before, but I do, I'm going to go with, with Spurs winning the league. I'm going to go with Liverpool um, finishing second and Chelsea finishing third. But with all in the amount of four or five points, it's going to be very yeah, tight. I somehow think if Man United can make a managerial change and bring someone in uh, and, and fix that back four up, I, I some, somehow see them there and thereabouts. Um, but I'm going to go with City for a top four position. Um, and I do think if Man United aren't to do that and City don't uh, fall apart, I think the top four will actually be a lot tighter than... Than, than, than it's ever been. And I think that the total difference between all the points will be about six or seven. Um, has it ever happened? I don't think so. Um, but uh, it is going to be exciting. It changes every week, lads. Uh, I mean, right. next week, Wonga might be saying he's going to win the league. No, not next <laughs> week, champ. <laughs> ah, Ronnie, come on, man. You know, all I know is you're not going to win the league. Ronnie's a Man United fan. All I know, Ronnie, uh, Ronnie uh, Man United aren't going to win the league. Um, he's <laughs> okay. I didn't realise. I didn't realise. You know, sometimes, but, you know, when you've got context, now that I understand, don't worry, Ronnie. You do. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that, that's, been, uh, that's been another good show of uh, the cool down and ice breakdown of the weekend's matches. I'm hoping that Newcastle United are going to play this weekend against West Brom. Uh, I, I've actually missed yeah. us. I missed our, our shit we are, but we play in West Brom. We might have a chance if we've got enough players. Um, but uh, this has been the cool down. We'll see you guys on Thursday for pre match Mooty. Um, any final thoughts, lads? Uh, There's no I'm chance Oslo is going to be in the top four in the next two seasons, I'd even say. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>